Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome to the Gospel for Life. You know, I actually think we should just start recording the stuff we do off the microphone <laughs> and put that on instead. I don't know. <laughs> but there, but there we have are, all of our fun off the microphone. Yeah, there, there are there are members of my church that listen to this show. So. I mean, dude, you quoted Conan the Barbarian yesterday. I mean, you you're kind of out of control. I think <laughs> I think we need to have an intervention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you we, offered up Dumb and Dumb. <laughs> well, that was off air. That was off air. See, I'm totally not yeah. even indictable. Yeah, yeah. And, and off off the air, you went with the Lego Movie. So. <laughs> no, I actually did that in a sermon. Okay. <laughs> okay, um, we are all, all four of us are together today, which is probably why we're having so much fun. Um, we are kind of social distancing, I think. Kind of. Mostly. There's four and a half feet between us. <laughs> <laughs> so we are looking at uh, the Psalms, and yesterday we looked at Psalm 92, and today we are looking at Psalm 96. Just real quickly, I just wanted to say that the Psalms, if you're just thinking arrangement of the Psalms, um, there is some semblance of order to what's going on in the Psalter. And what you'll find is every once in a while within the the 150 Psalms, there's little sections that are compiled. So um, later on, we'll talk about the Songs of Ascents. Um, So 120 through 134. Um, Here, there's a little, uh, little section, 93 through 100, provide like a little mark, but then 96 through um, 99 is another little section. All of this dealing with the reign of of God, the one that reigns and rules over all things. Um, So what you can find when you're going through your study of the Psalms is look for these little, if you will, books or little um, subunits within the greater um, Psalter. And that helps you kind of figure out, okay, what's being said here? What What is the... The psalmist at large, what's God trying to convey in this section of the Psalter? Well, what we find in like Psalm 96 and a couple others right there is the use of the, of uh, reference to God as the Lord is King, which is a which is unique in the Psalms in these in these uh, few Psalms here that reference to Him as King. You wouldn't think that that would be that unique, but it reflects the. It reflects the period when the the ark was coming back to Jerusalem. Uh, David was bringing the ark back, mm-hmm. and that was the song that was on people's lips. The Lord is King. It actually reflects Chronicles quite a bit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think we better read the psalm. Mm-hmm. Please do. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name, tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all peoples. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, he is to be feared above all gods. 
For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Amen. You know, let me just say something about God's revelation in general before we look at the psalm. You know, remember C.S. Lewis made that argument in the 40s about Jesus being Lord, lunatic, or liar. Mm -hmm. And he made that argument because there were liberals who were saying, Jesus is a good man, but he's not God. Yes. And Lewis is basically saying, no, 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 that, that option's not available mm-hmm. because of the things that Jesus claimed, he either really is Lord like he says he is, or he's a lunatic or a liar. Right. Well, that same logic can be applied to the scripture itself, just using a slightly different alliteration. Either the Bible is divine like it says it is, or it's demonic, or it's delusional. And this mm-hmm. psalm really demonstrates that. If you look at verse 5, it says, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. Mm-hmm. In one sentence, the Bible just decimated every single other religion. Yep. And so either – this book doesn't give us the option of just saying it's a good book. Either mm-hmm. it is divine or statements like that are so af- offensive and and they're, they're lying and they're not telling the truth about the world mm-hmm. that we have to throw it out. But this nonsense of the Bible simply being a good book is just – that's what it is, is nonsense. It's nonsense, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Psalm 97 has similar themes as 96, and the center verse of that um, deals with what Josh just read. Verse 7 said, it's not just the idols themselves, as Psalm 96 says, it are worthless. Um, it says, all worshipers of images are put to shame. So the idols are nothing, and those that trust in them Mm-hmm. We'll we'll find that their trust was misplaced. Yeah, um, and really, both ninety six, ninety seven are saying no. There is somebody that's worthy of your trust. There's somebody that's worthy of your praise. There's somebody that you ought to recognize as the one that is the true God that does reign and rule over all things. And if you put your trust there, well, you're not going to be disappointed. Yes, um, there's something about Psalm ninety six. Look at the verbs. And, and you can begin to, to see the theme that unites the whole psalm together. Look at the verbs in the first verses. Sing, sing, well, sing to the Lord, sing to the Lord, sing to the Lord. Sing, bless the Lord. Then into verse 3, declare. Then verse 7, ascribe to the Lord. Verse 8, ascribe to the Lord. Verse 10, say among the nations. So we've had sing, declare, ascribe, say. All of those verbs are about opening your mouth. Proclamation. And proclaiming who God is, 
proclaiming to God the worship that is due him, uh, proclaiming the attributes of God, proclaiming his saving works. There's something about saying it that this psalm calls us to, and, and doesn't, doesn't the whole Bible. I mean, we could find this theme throughout Scripture. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said, if you bear witness to me before men, uh, I will bear witness to you before my Father. But if you do not bear witness to me before men, I will not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bear witness to you before my, there's something about saying it out loud. And this and this proclamation, this saying, it's it's a global event. So yes. in verse three, <clears throat> declare his glory among the nations, and then his marvelous works among all peoples. And so when when we're talking about worship, we we really are calling all peoples, regardless of their ethnic or cultural background, to join in knowing and adoring this God. Yes, when and and by the way, just to uh, in, in in case the listener doesn't know, whenever you see that phrase in the Psalms or or anywhere in the Old Testament, when it talks about the nations, it's talking about the peoples, people groups outside of Israel, mm-hmm. outside of the people of God, mm-hmm. and so as, as Josh is saying that this this Psalm is telling us not to keep the Word of God, the proclamation of of who God is to ourselves but to take it out to the world, to the nations. And by the way, this, this verse, Psalm 96, 3, um, I attended the InterVarsity Urbana Missions Conference in 1976. And I think that you, a couple of you guys here were, yeah, you were, you were a twinkle in your dad's eye. Uh, but uh, yeah, Jonathan and I were alive. We remember yeah, 1976, remember just like it was yesterday, don't we? <laughs> That's right. Anyway, I was a college student at the time. I attended the University Missions Conference. And anyway, the theme of Urbana 76, it was a missionary uh, conference to challenge young people about the, the, uh, the idea of perhaps going into uh, cross-cultural mission work. I, I, I spaced out just momentarily. This was 1876 or this was 1976? <laughs> Watch it, youngster. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're supposed to respect your elders, brother. Anyway, um, the the theme of Urbana 76 was declare his glory among the nations. This is one of those verses that commands Christian mission yes. and, and, and exhorts us to cross-cultural right. mission, that we are to, to take the gospel beyond the boundaries of our culture and into all the peoples of the earth, that, it's just that remind, everyone will yeah, have the chance to hear. Reminder that God is a missionary God. He's not, <laughs> That's what John Stott said in 76, yeah, the living could, God is a missionary God. I probably read the book. I wasn't at a burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this quote. is, for real quick, uh, one minute of biblical theology, because this would, is, I think, helpful, um, because there is this, this misconception that the God of the Old Testament was not mission-minded. And yes. really what mm-hmm. you find is that Jesus Christ came not just as the second Adam to do what Adam failed to do. He came as the true Israel to do what Israel failed to do. Mm-hmm. And Israel had a call in the Old Testament to be a missionary nation. Yes. Right. And to go into and, – and Psalm 96 is a great example of that call to – proclamation to the nations, and they failed in their mission just like Adam failed in his. And Jesus came to be the perfect Adam, but he also came to be the true Israel. And everything that Israel was supposed to be and do, Jesus Christ fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So that's your 30 seconds of biblical theology. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) For for a young guy, that's pretty heavy stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, the, the, this this particular psalm uh, actually reflects, uh, I think it's First Chronicles 16, um, and it was when the ark was coming up. From, you know, remember remember that uh, they brought the ark into a battle, you know, to use as a talisman. It was, and then it was captured. Um, uh, you know, God's not used in that way. And uh, as a result, though, the people that captured the ark, you know, it toppled their idols and sent a plague upon that nation, and they wanted to get it back, and so uh, they put it on an ox cart and it came back. Well, Israel, not being true Israel, that they should have been, um, you know, violated the sanctity of that ark, you know, and, and so they, they kept it for years just in, you know, a little village. And David was the one that brought it back to Jerusalem. And there was a certain excitement in the air that you catch when you hear all this ascribe and sing and tell and proclaim, and that uh, the the reality that uh, God dwells with his people, and God is coming up, and God is is the true king. He's the one that was victorious over these enemies. so it's it's a really a wonderful psalm and a reflection of of something that actually happened in the Old Testament as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think one of the just the most delightful little phrases in this psalm, but ninety seven, ninety nine, ninety three, is the 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 short little phrase, "The Lord reigns." Mm-hmm. The Lord reigns. And yes. I think especially in times like this, we just need to be reminded of mm-hmm. that reality that mm-hmm. no matter what our eyes seem to tell us, what we hear all around us, that reality is still true that the Lord reigns. And because of that, um, what the Psalms will say is there's light, there's joy, there, there's security, there's peace, there's comfort, there's strength. Um, so I, if you're struggling right now, and, and this has really been something heavy on your heart with all that's going on right now, I would encourage you, go back to the Psalms and, and read from Psalm 93 to Psalm 99 and, and just fill your heart and mind with the, the, what's real, what's true, that the Lord reigns. Amen. Amen. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We hope you've been enjoying this series on the psalm. If you're looking for a good book on the psalms, uh, Dr. Robert Godfrey wrote a book called Learning to Love the Psalms. Uh, God willing, he's going to be one of our speakers at this year's Reformation Conference in November. Um, So check out that book, and we will see you tomorrow. 